downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. Un-American. So a treasonous. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined today, kind of, uh, by Frank and Jim. Um, except Jim's not going to be, he'll be in, here soon. He'll be here soon. Right. We'll, we'll explain. How are you doing today, Frank? <laughs> um, I'm doing great. How you doing, Brandon? I am doing pretty good. I'm uh, doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I know I've, I've bugged you about this. I know for a fact you have not listened to them. They're a local band named Foxing. They came. Uh, this is true. Right. I, okay. So uh, I have a lot of friends that would be disappointed to find that <laughs> out though. It's true. Both in that I show, I've, I've been bugging you to listen to them and that you have not listened to them. Correct. It is very true. Okay. Yeah. They're, uh, they just released their fourth album. Draw Down the Moon, um, which even if they weren't a local band, would be an amazing album. But the fact that they're around from around here yeah. like, makes them even better. Yeah. But I've been I've, I've had that on repeat, and it's been amazing. I saw you tweeting at them and shit. Like, yeah. That's, that's how you know. That's how you know when I really like something. Yeah. I don't. I don't get on social media often. True. This is this is true. Um. All right. So Jim would typically take this spot. He. So it's weird because we when we recorded this episode, we did it. Uh, we recorded the entire Matt Gates conversation. Um, all at the same time, and we, we <laughs> foolishly not realizing how long it would be. We we just I keep getting stuck in this pattern of making this these three hour fucking episodes now. And <laughs> like, okay, we should we should cut this into two halves. We turned into Dan Carlin and Hardcore History. Like, all right, six parts. Yeah, no it. shit. So Jim is not actually with us in the in the real time moment, but he will be on this episode in a couple of minutes. Um, so I I am also doing good, Franklin. Uh, also music related. Um, Eminem had a. Fee- mm. I'm you know. Oh that yeah, yeah I know where you're going. I am a big fan of Eminem. Uh, I always have been. Um, I'm. I would call. Him, I would put myself in the stand category. Um, he just dropped. Uh, he didn't drop, but he was. He did a feature on a Nas track. No, uh, yeah, Nas just Nas dropped. Back. Yeah, he Nas- never really went away, but he's no. back to 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 peak form. Nas right. Nas just dropped an album, King's Disease Two, and on it. Uh, did a remix track of a song EPMD. Um, right, yeah, it did yeah. EPMD two, uh, which is a feature that is Nas, EPMD, and Eminem, and like, it, I, amazing. It's song. so good. Bo- it's great. Ver- like not only like a great verse from Nas, he does a great. I think it even starts with a chorus. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, a really great hook, it, and then like M comes in for an amazing bar. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It's it that is a. I thank fantastic you for showing song. that to me. Like I love. Nas. Did you grow up listening to Nas? I I did not listen to Nas a bunch. Uh, I not like I've always respected Nas because everything that I've ever heard of his I've liked. Right. But I never like. I never did the deep dive either into the Nas category. Uh, right, and and Nas, like, I loved his first two albums, Illmatic and Stillmatic, yeah. but then I kind of lost track. Yeah. And, but, like, the last two, like, King's Disease 1 and this one, 
This one even more so. The, 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 like it's it's very good. Yeah, especially for someone who's got to be pushing fifty at this point. Like probably he's I in his forties. Yeah, at least he's as old as Eminem. Like, he he was young in in ninety three when Illmatic came he's out. He's so good, and I love like the style of like I love the boom bap. Like I love like. That I don't know. I feel like rap is kind of transitioning back away um, from uh, the 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 mumble rap of the last it's, decade. It, it, it's honestly the same thing with rock. Like rock, there was a resurgence in the garage rock of yeah. like the White Stripes and the Black Keys that came back. You yeah. know, like we, we keep having these resurgence, and there is a resurgence of rap trying to get back to what it was in '93. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, you knew when I texted you because like you, it's no secret how much of an Eminem fan I am. Uh, when I texted you and said that like if Eminem wasn't on this track, I would like it just as much. That like the highest praise. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, like I, it's very. I love EPMD. I, I very much like Nas. Have you it's listened a, to the whole album yet? Because I like, have not listened to the whole album. I, yet. I, you sent me that that single and I listened to it and then I realized like oh shit the whole album dropped and I, I've listened to it maybe three times now at least yeah. twice really great yeah. like I wouldn't even say that's the best song on it I think Nas has better verses yeah. it might be the best guest verse right. although that's even debatable like, yeah. it's it's a it's a top shelf album it like, is it is definitely a, it's definitely a good single to get you into that uh, into that album and then and then go from there yeah. so um, I am. Uh, I I was really excited about that. So we are going to get back into the uh, Matt Gates story now. Um, Jim is going. We're going to pipe Jim in here since uh he we've already done this conversation. But I do want to remind you of two things. Uh, before we get started, one is I want to remind you of our Freudian slip for Matt Gates. New warriors are in great demand when so many of our prior standard bearers have let us down. And so I'm here to tell you, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the days of the Romneys and the Bushes and the Cheneys. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party, and I am a Donald Trump Republican, proudly today and forever. You know, sometimes when you're eating dinner and you're like, "Man, this tastes like my own foot." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I well, feel like that's one of these situations. He's he's gonna prove that to be true, especially in this episode. Like we went through the entire, we went through the sexual, uh, or the the sex trafficking allegations right. and, and all of the, arguably the more serious crime. Yes, in terms of criminality, right. Um, yeah. Towards the end of that episode of, of part one, uh, we started talking about the fact that he goes on tour with Marjorie Taylor Greene um, and uh, across the country to basically just like attack Republicans and, right. and liberals and just raise money and whatever. Um, and if you'll remember, towards the end of that conversation, uh, Jim had a problem with like, well, before we explained why, Jim was questioning like, why the fuck are these guys, a Georgia and Florida representative in Ohio at all. Right. Um, we're going to start out our conversation uh, with the Ohio rally, but only after I give you this clip to kind of just do a refresher. Now, in this next clip, uh, we're going, which I believe, if I remember, I still have, I have it written down. I believe it was uh, CBS Miami. Um, they're going to talk about him doing uh, a speech in Florida or whatnot. We already talked about kind of what he said in Florida and him trying to change the subject and whatever. Right. But I do think that this clip, which I did not play at the end of the last episode, does a good job summarizing the point of 
this uh of this tour that they're going on so i want to play this clip real quick before we get back into the conversation the extent of former president trump's continued influence on the republican party will be on full display today representatives matt gates and marjorie taylor green both fierce trump supporters are kicking off what they're calling the america first tour first stop the villages a well-known retirement community in central florida that is where we find nbc's leanne caldwell so leanne for gates and green What's the goal with this tour? Why are they doing it? Well, Joe, that's right. This is a retirement community, but it's also a must stop on any conservative politicians tours. This community voted for President Trump by 69 percent in 2016 and 2020. And Gates and Green have taken the America First tour on the road, and this is their first stop. And what they're trying to do is show loyalty to the president and call out and point out the wing of the party that does not do so. And so they plan to do a tour across the country, and they came here to the villages first, Joe. So how do other Republicans view this tour? Now, is this part of a larger party strategy at all? Well, Gates and Green are both controversial members within the Republican Party. There are sexual misconduct allegations against Matt Gates. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green has lost her committee assignments over controversial things she has said. So when I speak to Republican sources back in Washington in the House Republican, among House Republicans, they say that this is not part of the larger Republican strategy. These are two members who are doing their own thing. But it's really hard to uh, not compare what is happening with Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene showing their deep respect and loyalty to the former president compared to what is happening in Washington, where Representative Liz Cheney is losing her position in leadership. Okay, so I do. I apologize. First of all, I said that was CBS Miami. I looked down at the wrong uh, at the wrong uh, slot in the notebook. It was, that was actually MSNBC. Ooh, different alternative news source. Yes, <laughs> so so different. True, uh, but um, so, <laughs> wait. Did I turn into Trump's like press secretary right there? Yeah, I Holy think, shit! I, yeah, except more honest. Sar- sarcasm <laughs> took me to a weird point. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, so, but I do think that that does that that clip does a good job of summarizing what we're about to focus on for the majority of this episode. Yeah. Um, so with that out of the way now, like I said, we we've already kind of talked about him trying to change the subject in Florida, so we're gonna skip over that and we're gonna get straight into this Ohio rally. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment to say that if you like the show and you want to support what we're doing you can head on over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash unamerican and become a patreon patriot today bonus content is available is available there um, as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff and we do greatly su- appreciate your support of the show um so with that being said one thing that matt gates has tried to do through all of this uh, and uh, through all of the mess that he has kind of created for himself in some ways, um, other than just the initial investigation, is he's tried to change the subject where possible. So, like, how are you going to do that? And it, it, this may actually not be a bad play because Marjorie Taylor Greene is fucking hateable. Like, she's very fucking hateable. She's not smart. She's controversial as shit. And anywhere she goes, she's going to make news. So maybe the Matt Gates strategy is if I attach myself to her, people can be pissed at me for other shit that doesn't involve. Or maybe she'll absorb some Fair. of the shit like a shield. Maybe. Like, uh, yeah. It's possible. Um, but so 
so the Ohio rally that we discussed for a second, um, I pulled some clips from it. Uh, this was one of the uh, this was one of the very early um, rallies that that Gates and uh, Green did together. I only pulled Matt Gates for the purpose of this show. We'll hear some Marjorie Taylor Green in a little bit, um, but. Uh, yeah, this uh, this Ohio rally is uh, is an interesting one. In every voter scenario, we should require identification. Voter ID is not racist. Assuming that any Americans can't get an ID is what is racist. Now, the establishment, led by whatever is left of Joe Biden is now accepting managed American decline so long as they get rich in the process. Well, here is the truth. Politicians in both parties have long tried to convince us that we owe generosity to the rest of the world before we provide for our brothers and sisters in this country. Former President George W. Bush, sort of a blast from the past, he has now reemerged in politics to lead a group advocating for amnesty. I didn't have George W. Bush on my bingo card for future heroes of the Woketopia, but here we are. What a disappointment. Mitt Romney has never met a trade deal for China or an impeachment that he wasn't willing to support. Mitt is from Massachusetts. He got elected in Utah, but he is only the senator for Bain Capital and that type of ilk. Liz Cheney has been in favor of 10 of the last three wars. She believes that barbaric lands oceans away are more worthy of US attention than the United States of America. Pardon me if I want to rebuild America before we rebuild Baghdad. You see, here's the thing with rebuilding Baghdad. We kind of bombed the shit yes. out of it. Isn't that the like, reason? Like, like, bombed it to oblivion. Yeah. I think the buck falls on our footsteps, at our feet. To pay they don't for have that. a Starbucks in every corner. Yeah, but that's not the greatest hits, guys. Like, literally everything. Okay, first he- of all, is calling Bush the woke, like, a member of the woke mob, like, did, wouldn't we all throw shoes at him if we had a chance? Like, yeah. Don't we all still hate him? Yeah, we do. Maybe a little less because of Trump. But I hate this idea of casting him like, and then and then saying like Mitt Romney's never met an uh, uh, impeachment he didn't vote for. He by, voted to impeach one guy by invoking George W. Bush, Mitt Romney, and Liz Cheney. All I heard was like talking point. Yeah, well, talking and there's point, another. There's another, I thought, there's another pot meat kettle moment there yeah. whenever he talks about Mitt Romney being from Massachusetts and getting elected in Utah. Uh, we we know one of your buddies, Josh right. Hawley. Yeah, doesn't live in the fucking state. Yeah, yeah, lives in West Virginia. Yeah, also it Missouri it's, senator. It's also one of those things where like people do move. Like it is, it is. Acceptable. I'm assuming that Mitt Romney's is a little more kosher than yeah, Holly still that is living a weird, in West Virginia. Because that is a weird boast of like, look, I was born in the state I represent. Like, I, all right, big whoop. I'm I'm almost positive that uh, that it, it his. I don't know if it was him and his dad, uh, Gates and, and his and his father represented different districts or whatever. One of them represented Florida's fourth, and one of, and one of them represented Florida's first. It like it's not 
unbelievable. It's weird wow. when you have a Josh Holly incident where like he doesn't live in the fucking state that he represents. Yeah, his like, sister's that's, address is yeah. on his. Yeah. So while while we're still well, at least while I'm still musing on the Baghdad comment, like. That was 20 years ago. If we still haven't rebuilt it, or at least paid for some of it, we're a giant he, asshole. Yeah, he no just, shit. Yeah, he picked the worst analogy there. Well, uh, And I hate that argument of, like, why don't we spend money at home before we spend it overseas? Which is just, like, really we not... We do. All, all the, the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> and it's not really a reasonable argument. Like, we created such a mess, we can't just walk away and yeah. be like, no more money you know, there's home. there's a giant infrastructure bill that I I don't even know if it's passed yet. Be- I think it just did. Yeah, oh, I think finally? It, finally. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I know of a certain political party that was opposing it the whole way through, though. Yeah, no shit. The one that's been bitching for it spend, for two spend decades. Spend money here. Spend money here. Yeah. But not not if you proposed it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. As for, This whole speech to me is just him checking off the fucking shit that the, going, me, that the meme readers Going through hear. the names, I almost, I'm really surprised he didn't bring up McCain. Yeah. Just to be like, throw the dead man. Like, he was hitting a list of uh, Trump's yeah. enemies. Which hey, ironically were all from the, the wife all, Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> all Republicans. Yeah. All Republicans. Yeah, he goes on. I hear all these calls for unity in the Republican Party. And I believe that we must be unified and we should be unified to go beat the socialists and the Democrats who are doing such violence to our country. But I'm not ready to unify under the America Last banner. I believe that Donald Trump led a political realignment in this country that is positive and beneficial and built on winning and prosperity and pro-Americanism that does not bend or bow and that is unapologetic in the advancement of our country. I was watching Liz Cheney on, I was going through the airport on my way here and I saw her on Jake Tapper's show. Yeah, right. And he, they, they criticized me and Lauren Boebert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the members of Congress that you see fighting for you. And Liz Cheney said that we've got to get rid of tribalism in the Republican Party. Tribalism. And I thought to myself, well, if our fellow Americans are our tribe, if we are our brother's keeper, if we believe that we owe more to the people living down the road than the people living in Middle Eastern deserts far away, that I am happy to be tribalist for my fellow Americans, for my fellow patriots, for my country that I know is the greatest country that has ever existed in all of human history. Ugh. He w- yeah, right? He wanted so badly to scream white people. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's the tribe that he belongs to. That was that dog whistle he kept hitting. It, it was. Like... But he's so annoying in the way that he like the if I am my brother's keeper and it's like you're just well is that phrase that phrase doesn't mean the brother that was born in the same country as you your brother's keeper means mankind right it means you're supposed to like help out any human it also he's is, taking that the wrong way like he doesn't even get the bio. also like I hate this like, he just said it like America the most promised land in the history of ever it's like really because in the Bible which you purport to follow there are lands called the promised land. Right. Like, isn't that why I don't yeah. get how you're still going to say that crap? Yeah. And I also, like, even if you don't look at the Middle East, like, dude, Jesus is way bigger in Italy than here. Like, I'm pretty sure if God's picking a land, like, <laughs> it'll, why does he even have Vatican? to pick? Why yeah. can't he just love the earth? Why does no one make that argument? Yeah. That, like, I, I don't know. He's an earth first guy. You said a couple uh, of minutes ago, Frank, that uh, the Baghdad analogy was annoying. 
I don't think it was the worst one of the speech. I believe this will give it a run for its money. And the establishment Congress members are quite comfortable in the swamp of D.C. They waited for Trump to return to Florida swamps, and now they're <laughs> slithering and wallowing with Joe Biden. They've even gone back to sleazy earmarks and lobbyist control of our government. And just, just imagine the irony here. I'm being falsely hold on, accused. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pause it because the irony here. Keeps, you know what I'm, I'm about to say. Is I, like, I mean, go ahead. You can go first. The irony is that Trump put lobbyists in uh, immediately. He ran on an anti-lobbyist platform. I'm the first one that don't – I'm rich. I don't need lobbyists. And then he immediately put lobbyists all over the mm -hmm. place. And now this motherfucker's going to claim that, like, look, lobbyists are on all of a sudden. Like, they weren't the last four years. Wait, this is the same guy who fucking traveled with a goddamn doctor to the Bahamas, right? Well, who fancied <sighs> – the beautiful yeah. women and fucking milked the Florida and was, mar and medical was, marijuana industry. Yeah, part of a two point one billion dollar industry. Yeah, fuck off. No, that's none of that's the irony. Not to Matt Gates. Let's hear his irony. Just, just imagine the irony here. I am being falsely accused of exchanging money for naughty favors. Yet Congress has reinstituted a process that legalizes the corrupt act of exchanging money for favors through earmarks and. Everybody knows that that's the corruption at play. The public hates it, but it's happened anyway because it is popular in permanent Washington. No, it is not a coincidence that all of those standing against America first stand to benefit by selling out Americans. Politicians, lobbyists, and PACs hope that with Trump gone, maybe we can just go back to business as usual and turn the swamp of Washington, D.C. into our, our own personal mud bath. Not me. I stand before you as the first Republican in Congress to say that donations from lobbyists and political action committees are no good with me. The American people are my one and only special interest. What, did, what is the name of this rally again? Uh, this is the America First like, okay. tour thing. That's a political action committee? It is. Yeah. Did this motherfucker he's never going to take money from lobbyists? Did he just compare him being accused of fucking pedophilia and sex scandals to the corruption that, of earmarks? That is also uh to, yeah, it he is did. blazingly yeah. weird that he referred to at the very best statutory rape as naughty favors. Yeah. They're yeah. not naughty favors. It's not like you paid a thirty-year-old like woman who like engaged in prostitution. Like I, I don't have so, a like, problem with to, sex he's, work. He's trying if to play it's the of good age. boy, right? But like when it's seventeen, you're talking about a child that yeah. you're bribing with money. You might as well be a man in a van handing out candy. That is how creepy that is. Yeah. He's also trying to make it like sound like play it down like you like playing the good boy, the good church going boy. Yeah. Naughty favors. Yeah. Yeah. Like Shut even up. if even if it was true, it's just a little like well, when, blue, you know. When no. I heard that, I like I like literally dropped my fucking notebook and was like, this motherfucker just compared sexual assault like to earmarks, which like yeah, everybody fucking does not like earmarks. You guys keep allowing them to be a thing. Like right. it's not just one side that allows them to be a thing. So like we, we've been promised that they were gonna go away Ever since I became an adult, and you so. <laughs> and you all use them, and all the shit that you voted for under Mitch McConnell's last Congress using earmarks. That's right. how anything gets put into law is it gets attached to some other bullshit. But like, dude, that correlation does not exist, and fuck you for trying to make it. Like that, 
Mm. I also love that he want me to able play to his base who get all their well yeah because all he's doing is reading lines from memes that he's seen that they have seen too right like that is the whole that's the whole game here who yeah. was it was it Liz Cheney or whoever he's like I know if I bring up that name they'll boo and hate yeah. because I'm in Ohio as soon as he said she was on Jake Tapper's show they were like right. CNN sucks like I, I think the guy screamed out CNN bad I'm not yeah. sure <laughs> I think that was me oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was me it's hard uh, to tell when the irony in the mockery like me yeah uh yeah he continues to read memes since i made that pledge senator ted cruz and congresswoman marjorie taylor green joined me with an anti-pack pledge of their own and we welcome them to the cause the cast unites how can these members of congress take hundreds of thousands of dollars from PACs and lobbyists and then come stand before you and tell you that that does not impact their vote they work for them not you and I think it's about time if the woke corporations want to cancel Republicans, maybe we ought to cancel them first. If the Democrats want to go be the party of big business and woke corporatism, they can have them. We will be the party of the hardworking men and women of this country, and there are more of us than there are of them. Has someone explained to him that um, the main way Trump has been raising money post-losing the election has been through packs uh right apparently it's not bad when you're when your god king does it well as jim just pointed out this is a fucking pack <laughs> like yeah. what he is doing right now is exactly what he is describing that he has a fucking problem with also if you cancel the woke corporations aren't you then perpetuating cancel culture like isn't that like yeah. this yeah. dude yeah. doesn't yeah he what about ism? Yeah, it like it is. It's the it's, fight, fight the fire with the fire, but this isn't fire. This is good fire, <laughs> right? <laughs> fire hot. Like ah oh, man, I just he's so stupid. Everything he says doesn't make sense in context with what he wants to achieve. Like uh, you're just telling your audience to do the thing that they hate, and your audience is stupid enough to do the thing that you hate and think it's not the same thing. Like it's just uh, you. Fucking You're an Ohioan fuck giving off. a Florida center money so he can pay off his legal debt. I will say, though, the good news is if all those uh, MAGAs do start uh, boycotting the woke corporations, you solve the uh, the made-up fucking worker shortage really fast. So there you go. <laughs> the unique yeah, solution. Right. Um, yeah, so this one's going to bug both of you. I, Jim, especially, this, is, this one's going to upset you. Um, it upset me. He says a lot. something about COVID, doesn't he? Trump is now my fellow Florida man. Who boasts about that? In Florida, masks are optional, and dancing at weddings is mandatory. Not the other way around. In Florida, we open schools and open businesses so to else. uplift dreams and ambitions to contribute to the success and the way of life of our people. I say, let's ditch the lockdown politicians, not the American way of life and the American spirit. Nobody's locked down. I'll tell you this. I'm not ready to trade the mask mandates for the vaccine mandates. I'm glad that in my state, there's an executive order to say that we will not have vaccine passports to judge the medical choices of our fellow Americans. That is invasive. That is too much government control. And it's just something that the party that tells us that ID to vote is racist 
somehow thinks that vaccine passports aren't racist. If I, if I need to vote as racist, then vaccine passports are racist and we should not have them. Did he just admit his dance from a year ago was bullshit? Now we have Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I think he did. Dr. Fauci reminds me of every bad weatherman. You know, frequently wrong, but never in doubt. Who wants that was to start? <laughs> um, First of all, this is a nitpicky point. I've been to a lot of weddings. If I've been at a wedding and someone insists that I dance when I don't want to because I'm not a dancer, I would tell them to fuck off. Yeah, I'm, that is a horror. Like, I'm is that go what, stand in the drink line again? Brandon, you just got back. Did they make you dance? At I, I fucking wasn't. I, was not, I wasn't even forced to dance when we went out to for live music one night. So, uh, I think his theme song needs to be because you. That's can a dance weird. If you want to. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a I weird thing to brag about. Like we dance at weddings here. Like, all right, okay. I, fuck. I, why are you proud of that? If, first of all. Um, I will take a controversial stance here um, and and disagree with one of his points. I, I'm going to pull it apart first. Uh, there are no lockdowns, so, like, touting that point is like, dude, that happened and that was over a long fucking time ago. People haven't been locked there down. Hasn't been a lock, there hasn't been a lockdown since, I think, July was the last one to get lifted. There also aren't fucking mask mandates. J- July of last year no. yeah. right. was the last lockdown. Well, yeah. what's the longest you've gone without going out of the house since COVID started? Maybe, like, three or four days? Before yeah. like you had to go get groceries yeah. or something, and right? What, and was it, it? Nothing was really a lockdown. We didn't. No, we didn't know like, Italy where everybody just had to sit yeah, inside of their apartment. No, but there yeah. was never really a lockdown. There no. was definitely restrictions. Well, yeah, and places like, closed down because it yeah. would be unwise to. But here, here's my controversial stance. I don't disagree with him, and this, this might get us off on a tangent for a minute, but hopefully not long. Uh, I think that there should be vaccine mandates. Um. I don't think that that's overreach. I think if you you could say that fucking um, I I don't like the slippery slope argument because it doesn't you can use it for anything. Every fucking law is a mandate. Okay, so like you're telling me that like well if you mandate seatbelts and proof of insurance, then what we're gonna start walking everywhere because like it's an infringement on our rights and like it's just gonna go too far like. Fuck off. That's not I I support a vaccine mandate because well, I'm tired because I'm tired of fucking playing nice with kids who can't just do it. Like there are certain people that aren't going to be able to get the vaccine for medical reasons or health reasons. And like yeah, there are going to always be exceptions yeah. to every rules. But I know it's an unpopular opinion when I say that. I still like now, I will say to his point, fuck off, we don't have vaccine mad- mandate. But to further the point against the right and the anti-vax crowd, I believe that we should have a mandate. And I believe that if you uh, that if you can't get it for like a, a legitimate reason, then provide that reason and that's fine. But I don't know if the smarter solution would be a, a federal mandate or just letting places the like private sector do its yeah. thing that's already because happening I, I was yeah. thinking where, of, where i we work have has that yeah where, i think it's until the end of august to provide our vaccine cards or you can just not work there yeah right and that's i there's been a mandate when i got my first fucking job flipping burgers i had to go get a hep b vaccine two of them yeah. six months apart the, no one complained that my rights were being no also, I, I need to put a caveat just in case anybody from higher up in my company my actual company 
uh, it's not my actual company that's making that mandate. It's the building in which we work has right. that mandate. Yeah, but, but I it, think that might be the smarter idea. Just but like it's not let the private the- sector because they're going to come to the conclusion like, look, it's safer. The science supports it. Right. We didn't have a problem when it well, was polio think, or smallpox or he- hepatitis B. I think once, ah, but we did though. I well, found I mean, a political yeah. cartoon from back in that day, and it's the same thing. We we're, did, we're playing but the we same were, thing the, all over. The right again. side of history was vaccinate people and yeah. not deal with yeah. the fucking the vaccines. The, the eventually won. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I yeah, don't know. No. And, when and it the, comes to public health on the level that we are at right now, they should be mandatory. And yeah. I'm going to agree with Frank more that it needs to just be the private sectors. And Ideally, then, it would be nice that the federal government could do it, but I think there has to be Darwin exceptions. Darwin can just play people. out the rest of the, yeah. Yeah. the population. And the goal, though, of Matt Gates to come out and say this stuff when his state is, besides our state, probably the state with the most fucking yeah. COVID and Yeah, it was an interesting Delta. place to vacation to because I was just like jumping between hot spots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and then taking it They're, through uh, five states to, to get there. Um, so the, the latest one that I had seen of somebody complaining about losing their job over vaccination like not being vaccinated is a pediatric oncology nurse yeah you should probably be vaccinated before everybody else yeah no shit her she- the, this particular nurse not being vaccinated is willingly bring pot, uh, i shouldn't say willingly bringing it in but leaving the door open to bring in covid to the most immunocompromised children yeah, that right. we have this no is shit. also yeah. it maybe is an alarm bell showing that they are a shit doctor who plus, doesn't understand how communicable plus, diseases work isn't the rights Absolutely. entire argument of uh, like when it comes to like wages and, and that type of thing is like well if it doesn't suit you fucking work somewhere else okay exactly. then if it doesn't yeah. suit you get the fuck out yeah. <laughs> like, free market bitch yeah <laughs> the, <laughs> whether it's the federal government or the uh, private sector someone does need to regulate I, and like support I, I saw somebody uh, i saw vaccines. somebody making the argument that like by having by mandating vaccines that would be uh discriminatory yeah in the same way we discriminate against ebola smallpox and fucking leprosy like and right he like, also says uh vaccine card uh, passports would be racist against what a that, virus that was furious <laughs> like that was infuriating to me when he goes off on that i'm just like you are as stupid as marjorie taylor green that's, and the only reason you wouldn't that's like the most glaring example of white privilege he's ever shown and that's saying something yeah yeah it, it it is um anyway sorry for the tangent but like that that set me off and i knew i was i was gonna go so uh I'll, we'll let we'll go back to him um and he's going to this one i think is the last little bit longer clip that i have it's only like two minutes um but it's uh but i feel like you have to kind of hear the america first agenda in his words in its entirety and we can just yell behind it when appropriate. (laughs) America first is not just a slogan or a spirit. It is an agenda. We believe that it is immoral to take money from our citizens and give it to other nations who hate us. We believe that American citizenship is so precious that it should not be given to people who come to our country illegally. We believe that the trade policy of this country should benefit Main Street, not Wall Street. We believe that the country that we live in and love should have the capability to defeat any foe, to vanquish any enemy and win every war, but that we shouldn't send our best and most patriotic to forever wars for unknowable gain. We believe that critical race theory 
or any other program meant to teach us to hate one another based on identity should be abolished. We believe that boys in skirts shouldn't play women's sports. That one is so obvious, I can't even believe I have to say it out loud, but apparently it's 2021, and now we do. We believe that cheap Chinese goods often make cheap American men, and we believe there is nothing honorable about Apple and Walmart relying on Chinese slaves to make our products. The goods they send us aren't that good, and they come at the price of our communities. We believe it is more important to be effective than woke, and we believe that America never owes an apology for exceptionalism. And so if you believe these things, if you believe that America is a wonderful country, not intractably racist, if you believe that MAGA is patriotic, not deplorable, if you stand for the flag and kneel in prayer, then welcome, my fellow patriots. You're in the right place. America First is the movement for you. This is just sloppy writing. We should never apologize for American exceptionalism. But we also shouldn't send money to people that hate us. Well, why do they hate us? That Matt? was my thought. It's like, <laughs> yeah. dig a little deeper, we're Matt. Unapologetically <laughs> exceptional. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we are some pompous fucking assholes. He also like I like a way to well, tie that's, that's up America first like, into an anti-trans, anti-Chinese. Like when the trans thing came out, like we don't want boys in skirts playing sports. Like way to reduce that issue to a fucking well, and the, like you know nothing about it. Well, and the critical race theory thing too, where it's just like he said a bunch of stuff that was just like generic. To, to me, all of him, like every every bit of him in speeches is just Lois Griffin doing nine eleven. 9-11, 9-11, because it gets the stupid dum-dums in the crowd, which doesn't sound very big here. Well, it's, uh, just, it's, it's all the low-hanging fruit Republican talking points. Yeah, it is. And, like, so he sneaks in. And he, and he, bring, he, he props this up as a speech that actually had substance. It, it doesn't have anything. It's a bunch of Mitch Hedberg jokes about <laughs> yeah. politics. From just like It's just one-liner after one-liner. That the, the audience doesn't realize are jokes? Like, I apologize to the ghost of Mitch yeah, Hedberg. I was, I was, he was just going to say that. something about that. <laughs> yeah, because he but was, it's a, it's a fair comparison. Yeah, it, it's a bunch of one-liners that he knows is going to fucking tickle the pickle of the dum-dums <laughs> and, and the audience. And uh, and that's what it is. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because it's just there's no bullet substance. points from a slide. Yep. Yeah, it, it's dumb. He finishes up his speech here with the, uh, the classic, uh, you, you've got to do Freebird again, right? It's the evil-isms. Yeah, you open and close with it. <laughs> but we mustn't let our fellow Americans fall for the siren song of collectivism, globalism, liberalism, socialism, and so many of the other isms that are trying to destroy our country endlessly promoted by the America last media. Trump remains the leader of our party, and ours is a party and a nation still worth fighting for. He showed us that our politics is no longer just the red team against the blue team. It's the establishment against the rest of us. And there are more of us than there are of them. We are the strongest, most powerful movement in American politics today. As the 45th president reminds us, we are the elites now. There are many powerful forces trying to bring Trump 
and his allies down. But we will not let that happen. For there is no place to run, no distant land to convert to our purposes should America fail. I love this great country with all of my heart. I know that all of you do as well. Let's fight with all we have for her. God bless you, and let's go get them. I don't know. It's all dumb. It's There's no substance. He's, uh, it's just he, lazy. Like, it's, it's just he lazy. He doesn't even seem that, like, he's not that good at speech giver. Either that or the crowd truly he, wasn't the turnout he expected. The, the feeling that he started out, like, that ending with, it just, it, it hit me as, like, a, a, a GOP's moment where, like, you know, love, love your neighbor only if they look and think like you. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I love the that little last little end bit. Like, there's a there's a lot of powers or whatever people trying to bring Trump and his. He lost. Like, we brought him down. Yeah, like, yeah. The, it, the people have spoken, Matt. Yeah, you know what? Like, when you when you guys pulled your little bullshit on January sixth and didn't accomplish it, that was it. That was the play. That was the time where you like change the game if the game's gonna get changed, and it didn't. Like, yeah, you didn't tickle the pickle. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't do it. So, um, his and, and maybe it's it's why based on the enthusiasm of that crowd in Ohio. Anyway, um, the rest of the tour isn't really going great as of as of recently either. An impromptu rally outside Riverside City Hall this evening after three separate attempts to hold an America First rally were canceled by different venues. The event, which <laughs> featured speeches from prominent Republicans, Representatives Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, was first scheduled in Laguna Hills, then at the Riverside Convention Center. It then went to the Anaheim Event Center. Keiko Nine's Lori Perez live in Riverside tonight with Ooh. more on this impromptu gathering. Lori. Which I'm here, I'll pause it for a second. It's in California. The only reason you only, if you're Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, the only reason you go to California is, is for, to get canceled. <laughs> and, thank you. And play on that to their benefit. Yeah, yeah. There they you go. don't like us. No kidding. Yeah. Well, so we're about to we go knew to, that. We're about to go to Tennessee. Well, first we got to go to California to get people to cancel us, so we'll have something to raise money on. Yeah. Just wait, because when you like, we've got a couple of clips from California, but like the. It's like Ben Shapiro trying to go speak at Berkeley all over again. Yeah, or my or Milo Yiannopoulos is even fucking worse. Like th- these guys, I would put in Milo's camp more so than oh, absolutely Shapiro, because Shapiro can at least hide it and make it seem like a goddamn job. You know, like <laughs> I I don't know, but yeah, that they, they, they go on. On the way that this has been uh, today, on one side of the street, on that far side, a crowd that came out to support Congress members uh, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. On the near side. Uh, protesters who say those representatives are not welcome here. 20 feet between these crowds, but politically it might as well be an ocean. Gates and Taylor Green came here to Riverside City Hall, as you said, after they could not find a venue in the Southland willing to host them. They did not speak for long, just uh, about five minutes each, maybe less. This was supposed to be much bigger, as you mentioned. It was supposed to be an America First rally in Anaheim in two locations and then Riverside. A crowd of about 100 people joined the Congress members as they said being canceled was suppressing their free speech and they hinted at a lawsuit over it. Now both Republicans of course are polarizing figures not only as major Trump loyalists who continue to say the election was stolen but Taylor Greene for her alleged association with QAnon and conspiracy theorists 
Gates, of course, is under investigation for sex trafficking. But depending on literally which side of the street you are on, people either love them or despise them. So yeah. this whole canceling their free speech thing is what they're trying to play off of here. Yeah. You, you still have your free speech. People are just exercising their right to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yep. As business owners, like, we don't want it, and we don't want the yeah. protest at our building. All right. Capitalism. Free market. Handle it. Yeah, I do I love want to be associated now, with you. Yeah. Do you imagine, no like, the first guy who, like, took the took the booking and then, like, call his friends and, like, hang on, I'm going to cancel on him, and then you're going to tell him yes, and then you're going to – and then they're going to go to him. <laughs> well, <coughs> oh. It was a disappointing uh, turnout for, or a disappointing show for them. Um, but we do have a little clip of that five minutes. Uh, the, just, the, just getting shouted down yeah, on on the side. Well, like there, so these people are using their free speech to say you can't come yeah, here and say this. We're gonna get uh, to shouting down in just a second. Um, but when we move back east, but uh, this last clip that I have from uh, California. Uh, is is Matt Gates on the corner? And I pulled it because like he, it's another one liner. Was but, he in, in front of a Four Seasons? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But I do think that this is one that we're gonna have a little fun with. I know many of us are concerned about what is happening in Cuba, but I am far more concerned that the United States is becoming Cuba. Free speech. To keep and bear arms, the right to peaceably assemble, to be free from unreasonable search and seizure. We will be the vanguards of this, these rights. Marjorie and I called out the MAGA army just a few hours ago, and you are here because you love America. They may try to cancel us online, they may try to pursue us in real life. They may try to shut down our venues, but we will take this fight to them in the courts, in the halls of Congress, and if necessary, in the streets. Why are you yelling? We will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them. He is, it's an interesting finishing line, isn't it? It's the thing that we hear from uh, lots of these extreme right-wing people that like, eventually will have to fight on the streets. That's not language you should be uh, putting out there if you're a responsible congressperson not trying to start a fucking civil war. Like, you know. Particularly so close to January 6th where people were literally building gallows and chanting for people on your side to be hung. Um, Although I would say they weren't on his side. Like, I bet you. I I would bet Matt Gates was okay on January 6th. Like, Lauren, yeah. Lauren Boebert wasn't in fucking danger. Well, no, were they calling for Pence to be hung? They were calling for Pence to be that's hung. That's on their well, team. Yeah, the yeah but he, Gates he, is up here he talking. quote, unquote, flipped. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gates is up here talking shit on Romney and Liz Cheney and yeah, George he's Bush. Clearly like, on the, uh, he's clearly he, on the MAGA side. He took, the he took fucking, dad's side in the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just thought it was interesting that the United States is turning into Cuba. I didn't realize that. Uh, I haven't experienced that yet. Does that get into that? Uh, who is the the Brazilian politician who died years ago? Who was supposed to have helped flip the election? Uh, I have no the, idea. Uh, who the hell was it that MJT? 
Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying that uh, Hugo Sh- or oh Hugo Chavez Hugo Chavez that yeah. wasn't Brazil though um, where was that it wasn't Cuba no it I don't are, know Chile I don't fucking know why are we doing this Venezuela why that, are we I don't know why is he bringing up Cuba I, I, <laughs> it makes I, just as much sense I don't know uh, so we're gonna head back east real quick and this is actually just it makes a, about as much sense as him rallying in California yeah well the entire point is as you said it's just to get canceled that's the only reason they show up there they can they get to threaten a law suit which they won't win i don't, I don't even think they'll even file it nah well, who are they gonna sue not it's dumb. The, the, the places they didn't book them they pull this move they they come back east and they pull this move in dc and this was only a couple of days ago about five days ago from recording time um maybe even three or four days ago um but they come back to uh dc um, on the, I believe it was the 27th or 28th of July, and they the stunt that they're pulling this time is we are going to go to the jail where um, the where some of the people who were arrested from the January 6th. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're going to go there to see how the conditions are. So here is Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene again being shut down in D.C. Uh, they did not get access to this jail. Um, they were not allowed in. They were not allowed to make speech or do any. Fuck. So they set up outside and gave like a little press conference or whatever. Um, and it didn't go well. They weren't well received. Antifa and BLM set fires to this country for months and we did not see an interest from federal federal law enforcement in those claims but now there are americans all over this country who are being harassed who are being targeted by law enforcement and if there's a basis for that then we need to make sure that we get it he's either doing another one of his one-liners in that clip um, or he is talking specifically about the the um, the the rioters, uh, the insurrectionists. Um, when he talk, when he says that there are people all over being targeted, but like there is a basis for it. We all watched it unfold on January sixth for like hours, and they live streamed themselves committing crimes. Yeah, like yeah. So here's Marjorie Taylor Greene at at the end of this um, that. If you wanted any proof that the entire point of this was just to get canceled, um, this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene getting shut down at the end of this offers up that evidence. To the guy that's blowing the whistle, we are not deterred. The taxpayers of this country pay all of these people's salaries and they owe the people of this country the answers to the questions. The, okay. the, the left is interrupting the press conference. We need to end it. Yeah. The left is inter- is uh, it's a fucking whistle. Yeah. Um, I just to me when you shout out, we have to end this. The left is. It's like get One, this on the record for yeah. the record. This is the left. Did I say that loud the- enough for the camera to pick it up? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised they didn't blame it on Antifa. It's just like, like are all of your fucking down. aids as dumb as you do? Like. Because that was a that was a telegraphed fucking play. Like, they just wanted the most token amount of resistance possible. Someone just had to honk yeah. their horn once, and he was like, "Oh, we're shutting it down, people." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it it it's ridiculous. So this is my last set of clips for the night. We've got a few more. They do this weird fucking like vlog time. So actually, when we did the Marjorie Taylor Greene episode, which I'm so glad they went on tour together because it gave me an, it gave me the opportunity to bring her back in. <laughs> and like as I was listening to her, I was just like, ah, you're worse than him. And like I've been focused bring, on him. Bringing the crew in. Yeah. Uh, 
I only wish that Ted Cruz had like showed up on the sidewalk too. It's just been like, let's he, just he brought hit. his green eggs and ham <laughs> yeah. to read from. Um, but uh, so they they do this weird like when Marjorie Taylor Greene when we did that episode, a lot of my prepping was just watching videos of her like in chat rooms on like saying crazy shit and whatever. And this felt like that, like they were in a hotel room sitting on a couch and like to try to like rewrite whatever we saw or how in their script. Yeah. Um, but it was so like, I was so in my, in my zone when I was watching this. Cause just like the levels of stupidity here. It's like, they're both competing. She wins like spoiler alert. She fucking wins, but like it, it's really ridiculous and fun. Hey everyone. Matt Gates here with Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. We wanted to give everyone an update regarding our quest for the truth for those who are detained following arrests resulting from January 6th. So as the whole world knows, we went yesterday to the D.C. jail. We were called trespassers. Trespassers. Members of Congress are called trespassers. So after that, Congresswoman Green, Paul Gosar, Louis Gomer, myself, we sent a letter to the director of the D.C. Department of Corrections indicating that our experience there with these rude staff members um, really gave they us wrote an angry letter. <laughs> Here's the key update. We have unconfirmed reports that just in the last 24 hours, conditions and circumstances may have changed for the January 6th detainees in the DC jail system, perhaps, perhaps even as retribution because we showed up right. at the jail. And while we're still investigating and working to confirm those reports, we do have this statement from the DC Department of Corrections that says that just by showing up, and attempting to have a tour, which members of Congress do all the time, we put people's safety in danger. Unbelievable. Okay, hold on, because I'm going to replay the end of Unbelievable. That. Let me talk to your manager. I'm going to replay the end of this because I think it's important, and then we're going to dissect it, because what Matt Gates is claiming is that the the, uh, the prisoners were treated even more harshly after he tried to figure out if they were being treated fairly. Yes, that they were being retaliated against. Right. And then he reads... That we even have this letter from the D.C. Department of Corrections. We do have this statement from the D.C. Department of Corrections that says that just by showing up and attempting to have a tour, which members of Congress do all the time, we put people's safety in danger. Unbelievable. So it's clear that that is what he is trying to say, right? He is trying to say that because we showed up, we put the detainees' safety it at risk because now they're so mad at us because we're the bad guys like because that's what they're trying to be they're trying to be the cool kids the rebels right and like that's how he's trying to pitch this and like now like if you if you a high a high-ranking member of society wants to tour a prison probably need to call ahead of time so they can put in extra security measures. Well, and I don't think you come through with a fucking camera set up and a, a presser. Right. Press you can just like, show up willy-nilly. No. Which they'll Let me try. take a tour of this prison today. Especially no. when these people are, like, I, I'm pretty sure in order to talk to someone who's behind bars, you have to be a lawyer or something. They're being charged with a crime. Right. Someone um, can't just come in and just start talking, you know, like. Yeah, no. And I mean, not for, Matt's a lawyer. He should know this. Not for. You would think. For an obvious political stunt. Well, especially, like, like what did they, they claim? They t- they claimed they tried to go there, which they knew they weren't going to get in to talk to those guys for that reason. And then when they were pushed away, they sent a letter saying, well, your staff acted rude to us, and now we're concerned even more. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and then well, and, and then and, conveniently, and conveniently, like we have rumors, we're we're tracking them down. Who knows if they'll turn out to be true? But now we're even more concerned. <laughs> nice callback. Uh, we have a uh, we also have a letter here that that they ex- basically explicitly fucking tell us that they're beating the shit out of these people because we showed up. That's the implication. Um, this weirdness goes on. Just remember that that's the implication because that's gonna come up pretty quick no we we are the threat to anyone's safety and now i have great concern not only for the january 6 detainees who are being held on misdemeanor charges many of them um they're not allowed to be bailed out uh we hear terrible stories that they're not allowed to talk to their attorneys their families that they're in solitary confinement but now if the rumors are true about this lockdown i'm concerned about the entire prison population there Um, And if it's because we showed up as members of Congress, members of Congress have oversight over the federal prison system. I mean, we visit in a committee meeting. Think about it. If Donald Trump had retaliated against illegal aliens who were being detained because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib showed up to inspect the facility, the Democrats would be wanting to refer him to the International Criminal Court for Prosecution. Absolutely. I mean, and, so, and he would never do that. Oh, right, right. Oh, no, President so, Trump would never do that. Well, but, he took great care of people. He did that. Kids <laughs> in you. cages. He fucking put kids in cages. <laughs> yeah. You dumb bitch. Yeah, and you not dumb o- bitch. Not only did he put kids in cages, where did he put their parents? Back in their fucking court- countries of origin. Yeah, separated that. Like, like wouldn't treat people unfair. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And also, to I me. love that she's like, now I'm just concerned. They're probably treating every prisoner bad because we came the there and e- tried to make a mockery of them. Yeah, the ego that it takes to be like, we are such hot shit. We're that, so dangerous. That na- yeah. Now they're like, waterboarding all their prisoners, which uh, we all know is bad now because it's against people we think are good. Fuck off. I'm, I'm curious after these people eventually make their way out of politics, what, what are they going to do for their normal lives? They're. Uh, uh, Marjorie's probably going to go back to the same thing where she was harassing David Hogg, just going around harassing whoever she doesn't like. They're going to get reality TV shows like Uh, fucking Alaska, whatever uh, the fuck Sarah Palin had. OAN, One American News is going to turn into MTV. It's going to go from news to uh, reality TV shows. Fucking teen mom. (laughs) What's worse is that I think in that Joel Greenberg uh, plea, he talked about the fact that during the sex parties with the young people and all the drugs, like that... (laughs) Matt Gates would legitimately talk about politics, which leads me to believe he just does it all the time, which yeah. makes it must be insufferable to be around him because he must That's really why buy he into this shit. That's why he has to pay for sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's worth it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this this next one is, uh, is a bit of my... Uh, this might be my favorite clip from the whole show. I know we had some good ones with... Good fun with Tucker uh, earlier, but... Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm so glad that they're touring together because I'm so glad I got to bring her in to this episode. First of all, in the last clip, when she says, if the rumors are true, I just snap, like, I am back watching her talk to fucking QAnon people. Because <laughs> that's all she said. The whole episode yeah. was just like, well, if we are rumor. to believe what I the fucking meme said. Uh, so I love I love that. Like, that one got me excited when I got into it anyway because I was just like, ah, yes, my old friend. 
friend. Um, and but he, the but Marjorie Taylor Greene is if she's not good for anything, she is great at blowing the fucking game wide open, like just exposing everything. Um, we'll go back to a second ago when we discussed the the point that that Matt Gates was alluding to with the oh people are getting fucked up now because we showed up and we even have this letter from the Department of Corrections it's almost like they're bragging about it too like if it was an actual thing and you go about bragging about it it's you're almost a dick. it's almost like any reasonable fucking person here knew when he read that line that like you stopped mid thought I feel like you stopped mid-thought, and you're not telling <laughs> us everything. Well, leave it to Marjorie Taylor Greene to be like, hey, explain that. Let me fill that blanket. And we saw an attitude at the D.C. jail that seemed to be kind of retaliatory in nature. So, look, we're going to try one of the ways. Wait, wait, sure. let's read this state. What does it say, Matt? So, one, in part, the statement from the D.C. Department of Corrections says, today congressional officials, that would be us, arrived at the D.C. Department of Corrections central facility unannounced, that's false. We'd send a letter yeah, with an unauthorized camera crew. By the way, that was the media. If people think that you and I control where the media goes yeah. and where the camera crews go, that <laughs> we, is just a, a we fascinating... We have no control over the media. Yeah, I mean, they literally chase us down places. So, so we, have, we have no control over where the press chooses to go or not go, uh, d- despite the letter. So by doing so, these officials compromise the safety and security operations at the DOC. I mean, who... Compr- wait, hold on. There's we even so wore a mask. Back. Look, the she DC just Department genuinely of doesn't get it. Nancy Pelosi couldn't do. You put a mask on so as everybody could see that nobody was unsafe. We were we were willing to do whatever was necessary to take a tour right. to go and, and and so this notion that we were compromising safety. Wait, hold on. Let's unpack this sentence. <laughs> they said that our visit was unannounced, read which it was not. We let them know well ahead that we were coming to visit, and we had been sending letters asking questions about the facility, about the conditions, and everything about these detainees. They say it's an an unauthorized camera crew, which is the media, and they have the freedom of press. So so how is that unauthorized? They, They have their rights. And then also they said here that these officials, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Louis Gohmert, who's a judge, you're an attorney, Compromise safety and security of the operations. That is that is a complete lie. A complete lie. The only All thing they asked us lie. to do for safety was they wanted a path so that people could get in and out of the building, which we clearly accommodated. Yes, of course we accommodated. We don't we don't want to change the way they're functioning. But I will tell you, um, especially after seeing that detention center in California that was so clean. It, it was a beautiful facility. The people, uh, the illegal aliens who broke laws in, in our country that were are being detained there, they had, I mean, it was better than probably any VA, any nursing home. But that lobby of that prison really bothered me. It was filthy dirty. It was unorganized. It was not kept well. You could tell it needed painted. There was a lot there. And so I'm, I'm very concerned about the people inside. I really well, am. Oh, no, like, what I'm laughing so... What a bitch. I, that is so racist to be like, oh, well, the, the, the Mexican, the illegal aliens in California get the good beds and the, stuff. They get fluffy pillows and shit. Yeah. Um, like, hey, like, the, the fucking lobby 
of the like the like that is just for the cops walking in there. Also, it is dirty. That doesn't affect prison. the. Also, I guarantee you, they're the same. Also, where was this like? Where was this concern for any other prisoner at any time before ever. your people got arrested? Ever? Yeah, yeah ever. Uh, they've never cared about I feel like any the, other. The only way to get rid of these people is just to FOIA them into oblivion. Like, can we just start Freedom of Information acting everything that they have that we can possibly get out of them? Yeah, I'm fine with that because, like, that is that's fucking ridiculous. I love that whole clip though. She is like, the she, worst. She is the worst. She first of all, like that he, meeting, he has a problem picking wingmen. Yeah, like, and women. That, that me- Joe Greenberg and now within the first couple of seconds of that clip, here's what I think happened. I think that like. He when he read when he he said, quit reading in, purposely. He, right? when, yes, he quit reading purposely I because don't... he knew that if he stopped at and put people's safety in danger, he could make it seem like he was talking about the people inside the prison. Like, or she legitimately them. hadn't read the fucking thing, and so she's like, "Here, unpack this, read it to me." And then he had to go on to immediately. All of a sudden, the game has changed, and we're the ones putting other people's. Like the well, she just like the assume, safety just of the like police a, officers and, and the surrounding and, public and like, assumes that the entire letter is cryptic. Like they're not actually saying exactly what it says. They're saying this. Yeah, this is what and, happens, and Georgia, just, when you fucking elect a goddamn meme reader. And then she makes him read again, where he's like, "Oh, and all their complaints completely valid. We had been talking to them, but we didn't tell them we were coming. We brought a camera crew with us to yeah. the door. Like, I, I love that. I love Marjorie Taylor Greene for doing that. Like, oh man, he purposely stopped. He only gave you like half of a fucking paragraph, and you were like, "Let's break it down and fuck this whole story up." Oh, thank you. Thank you, MTG. I appreciate that. Uh, you made the point that uh, Frank, when and this next one is my last clip. I got. I told you guys uh, earlier that January thirteenth was going to come back up. That was exactly seven days after the January sixth uh, Capitol riots. Um, and Frank, at the end of that charade from Marjorie Taylor Greene and and uh, Matt Gates, you said that when have they cared about any other? prisoner in in uh in history through like through all of the black lives matter stuff and yeah, all they of the have ri- been, and they're all the civil ridiculously pro private prison they don't give a fuck about that right yeah well here's matt gates uh on the house floor one week after the january 6th uh capital riots um this is going to be the last clip of the episode but i just wanted to take just wanted to uh flash back to how he does treat prisoners um and even when he's talking about the the ones he's talking about today seems to me that impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch it also seems that president trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct before the last presidential impeachment president trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the biden crime family and subsequently he's been proven right And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. This president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media, big tech, and big egos, from congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the president's State of the Union speech, inciting anger, resentment, division, I denounced political violence from all ends of the spectrum, but make no mistake, 
The left in America has incited far more political violence than the right. For months, our cities burned, police stations burned, our businesses were shattered, and they said nothing. Or they cheerled for it, and they fundraised for it, and they allowed it to happen in the greatest country in the world. Now, some have cited, some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Expired. There will be order in the house. This is one week after the room that he fucking stand is, is standing in is under lockdown with people fucking ducking for their lives because thousands of people rushed to the Capitol to try to overthrow fucking democracy. And he blamed it on Pelosi because she she was reading... He, he was, blamed it on Pelosi. He blamed it on the the Black Lives Matter civil unrest that that uh, comes from, like, the George Floyd thing. Like, yeah. and, and and all of the the riots that we've seen over the last few years. And, like, but, but there's like, a fucking difference, Matt, between... Absolutely. It's very different. And the notion that nothing happened... To any of those rioters, thousands of them are in prison. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's what happens. Yeah. And and he, you break and the law, you go to jail. Here's the thing: if the, you get caught, I if you're poor, <laughs> I I legitimately think that the the right wing struggles with the idea of what like protests are, like what they're supposed to be, and like what because like when you do protest, when when you show up to a a, a Black Lives Matter thing or like in like the face of uh, like civil unrest with as it happened in St. Louis with Michael Brown and uh, uh, Minneapolis with George Floyd and and whatnot. When you see these things happen, those protesters know that they are going there, and the potential is that they are going to get arrested. That doesn't even mean that they're going to get arrested only if they break shit and set shit on fire. Like yeah. the, going and blocking traffic, going and being a pre- a force is going to probably get you arrested. That's why they're well, yeah, fucking like there. The, the protest is allowed to go on for so long, even if nothing is broken. Right. We, we've seen it. We saw it downtown. They, yeah. they blocked off a bunch of people that were just there protesting, didn't break anything. Right. And arrested half of them. Yeah. Um, that is part of protesting, and it feels to me, at least when I like look at the right's response to protesting, um, that like there's always like this mockery of the the people that get arrested. Like that's what they went there to fucking do, so that people are talking about this story. Yeah. So now you're in a situation where uh, a bunch of magas, who uh, Gates considers himself and and Green considers herself a part of that movement. They now have attacked the Capitol and they got arrested for it. And there's just this like arrogant or well, this then, misunderstanding he's of like what try, he's trying to equate burning down some businesses to assaulting the Capitol building, right? Where our nation's leaders reside. Yeah, yeah. Ha- having a gallows on the fucking lawn. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> Commi- yeah. committing high treason is not the same thing as burning down Bubba Willis's hardware store, right? Um, neither one of them should happen. Like I, like I don't. Yeah. Right. Well, and then, but like again, it's not, those that are found responsible get arrested and they get put in yeah. jail. Yeah. The, it's just this idea to me. Like I, most of the time, like when you see movements like that or like unrest like that, like the protesters, unless they're being treated unfair, like unless tr- protesters are beaten, being beaten and shit. Then I think you have a right to gripe, but like you get it, you know you're getting arrested for that shit. It's to me, it's just this weird like you. Matt Gates is attempting to 
switch the subject again from the Capitol rioters and then turn it into this other thing. But like the two causes are very fucking different. And to be aghast that your side would fucking get a ar- like, what did the people, the, the actual rioters that went into the Capitol and shit and broke windows to get in? What did they think was going to happen? Do they honestly think they could walk away from there and be like me? You're arresting me for what? That's how we enter buildings. Like, no. That is, like, what? The irony of them making fun of the people that say, I didn't do anything. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, un- just unbelievable to me. Um, so, I don't know. That's that's Matt Gates in a nutshell for now. I mean, there is going to be more that comes out of these investigations. And so, maybe down the line we can check back in. Or I'm even willing to do, like, a TDAP on, and catch up with some of our previous characters and then just throw it on this feed um, later down the road. Just just to touch back or to catch back up with the, the, right. the people we've already uh, assessed. But uh, we need to make an assessment on Matt Gates. So, what do you guys think uh, as far as his his rating goes? Mm. I don't think there's much debating. Fascist, yeah. fascist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. He's a dumb one, though, man. Like a dumb yeah. fucking fascist. Um, well, I, that's a good thing for us, I guess. Yeah. If he was a smart fascist, then those he are the very scary well fascists. Be the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those are the scary ones. Um, yeah, no, I I think that we're uh, we're pretty good with that. Wait, why do you say he's a fascist? He's a fascist. Do you, do you realize how uh, do you realize how offensive that is? I think he's a fascist. Why? Because he is. Okay. All right. So, okay, we've got a a fascist. (laughs) So fun. Uh, All right. Uh, Well, that will bring us to the end of another episode. We will be back soon. But before we go, Jim, can you please tell the people where they can find us? I sure can. We have a Facebook page. We can be found on Twitter at Real Un-American and also our personal accounts at UnAmericanB at FeveredHeart and at American Actual J. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And Franklin, um, can you please tell the listeners what they can do to support the show? Uh, You can follow us. You can like, subscribe, share, and review. Episodes are available weekly. Uh, And, of course, (laughs) uh, bonus content is available over at patreon.com forward slash unamerican. So go check that out. And, as always, we appreciate your support. We do very much. Thank you, fellas, and thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. Uh, or maybe. I don't know. We're trying. We're really trying hard to get back there now. Our dishonorable mentions this week are Ronnie Jackson of Texas, Chris Jacobs of New York, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Bill Johnson of Ohio, Jim Jordan of Ohio, John Joyce of Pennsylvania, Fred Keller of Pennsylvania, and Trent Kelly of Mississippi. And of course, your job as our listener, if you live in these states, is to vote against these fascists and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. Especially if I'm like, if I'm in an anal mood, you know what I'm not in a mood for? Four hours of anal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm never in that mood. Are we still recording? Yes, we are.